shit. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. How are you guys doing? Good. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Dope Muslim Woman podcast. I always say this. It takes a minute for it to roll over to our um, platforms. But for my audience members, as you enter, please offer the salams. Assalamu alaikum. We like to exchange the salams before we get into any type of dialogue or introductions. It keeps the barakah right here in this discussion. Assalamu alaikum. This is Sabria Mills, your host of the Dope Muslim Woman podcast. And welcome back to another powerful episode here with the Dope Muslim Woman podcast. Wa alaikum salam, umariyama, sultana, humera. Assalamu alaikum to all of you guys. Thank you for being here and on time. We are in the Radical Love podcast series, but within this series, we are in, we have a new mini series and it's called the Dope Black Muslim Love Experience, okay? And so, this mini series was built off of inspiration from the Black Love documentary that was done on OWN. And it was really where we wanted to sort of highlight the experience of Black Muslims and their marriages and their love experience to sort of um, create dialogue around our particular experience and what is required to maintain and sustain love. And so I have three amazing dope couples with us here today. The topic is called the long haul. Walaikum salam, everybody. And I can't wait to introduce our first couple of the night, inshallah ta'ala, someone that's so near and dear to me and my family. So I'm so humbled. One of the benefits I have of running this platform is that I get to connect back with people I knew in my childhood. And that's always a beautiful thing, mashallah. But I'm here with a couple that has been married for 17 years. They are the parents of four sons. Um, they, um, the, the, sis, the dear sister, she is an educator. The dear brother, he works in home health care. Um, they both have a business together. They sell soy wax, handcrafted candles. And it's it, they actually have it in the mall out there in Philadelphia. And they recently, or is it in, Do in Delaware? It's in Delaware. It's in Dover, Delaware. Dover, Delaware. Okay, sorry. Okay, so they're originally from Philadelphia, but they live in Dover, Delaware for the past five years. They enjoy vacationing, being with their family, family comedy shows, and going out to eat. I would like to officially welcome Brother Waleed and Sister Kadir to the show. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> thank you so much for being here, and thank you all for joining in on this conversation. Um, we're here talking about the long haul. You guys have been married for 17 years, mashallah. So first, congratulations for that. I wanted to start right there at the beginning. What made you guys decide to get married? Uh, it's been a, it, was, it was a lot of factors. You know, uh, I found that, you know, just learning each other and, you know, uh, talking to each other and getting the friends and stuff first for you know, like we we really was friends before we we thought about getting into the whole marriage thing and uh yeah that's so with that being said that was like total opposite of what was supposed to happen because we came from two different backgrounds so and you know okay. sabria you know i was born you know raised muslim so they had you know certain ways and 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 why he was from he was from the hood it was like so it <laughs> to really put it molly 
Yeah. And so what I, I did, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or anything, but growing up, I didn't really see be relationship. So, you know, as a child, you know, I wanted to be married. I wanted to, you know, my parents, they did they could with what they had, but I just, I, I never, I never saw happiness. I never saw, you know, people holding hands or calling or smiling at each other. So when I met Wahid, it was like, he was a different person. He was just his own person. And I was like, I need that. <laughs> and this, this was like my first time that I was like, maybe this thing called relationships can be more than just going through the motions, just more than just, you know, saying you're married and having children and things like that. And I think what made me want to marry Raheel was it was something different. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that one. And um, cause yeah, I do want to ask, do you do you happen to have your Wi-Fi on or off? <laughs> you're, you guys are lagging just a little it's bit. Off. It's you're off? Lagging okay. too. I'm lagging yeah. too. Okay. I, yeah. I don't I don't know yeah. what Okay. All right. So hopefully inshallah we will it will it will kind of it will it will hopefully inshallah say that again. All right, you guys, bear with us. Um, inshallah, we're just working out a little bit of technical things here. Welcome, salam, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We are here with Kadira and um, Walid, and they're telling us a little bit about their love experience story. They have been married for 17 years, um, and they were sharing a little bit just thus far. They were sharing a little bit about how um, Kadira comes from a traditional you know, background. She was just sharing, like, me and her grew up together. Um, and, you know, she was born Muslim her whole life. And Waleed was kind of from the streets. And they kind of met and fell in love and got married and had four sons. So we want to hear a little bit about it. So inshallah, Tyler. All right. Why is it? Okay. All right. This is what I didn't want to do. Am I still, like, looking and stuff? It's okay. We're going to just make it work, Kadir. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. We're going to okay. make it work. Bismillah, bismillah. All right. Okay, okay, so I wanted to I wanted to get right into the question about, you know, when we're talking about this sort of black love experience, we're talking about um, with us as black people. I know you mentioned how you guys, your backgrounds were different. So you navigated kind of creating a union, even though there may have been some past trauma, um, some childhood stuff, you know, that we kind of navigate as black people that grew up in the inner cities. You guys are from Philadelphia. How did that show up in your marriage? How did you navigate sort of that trauma and hurt and still make the choice to stay together? Well, um, I think it's the communication part, you know, once you communicate with your partner and uh, whatever y'all go through, through and back and working it out you know just always working the kinks out because it's always it's, it's going to be something because that's how you you grew up you know you might have seen different relationships different type of ways so try to make your relationship be to be with everybody else's relationship is lacking you want yours to be you know the best just like like you will you know like like with your kids you don't want your kids to be like you you don't want them 
to go out in the streets. So that's why, you know, I changed my whole stuff up with the kids too. Like I don't have them trying to think about too much of the street stuff and, you know, trying to be on the streets and you just try to, you just try to uh, have for just something different that you didn't growing up. That's all. And I agree. Um, you know, they come from two different backgrounds. We both, are, both wanted different. So for me, I wanted to see happiness. I wanted to see, you know, and um, I guess for you the same. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you wanted to see happiness and joy. So it was a conscious choice to do the opposite of kind of what you experienced and saw. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. When, when you, yeah. And it, and it's like goes. it's no book to this thing. It's no you know rules and you know a way to do it. You know we so we just try to do what's right by each other. You know so you know PCs that. You know, I'm walking around and I, I'm, I'm not feeling good. You know, he, he makes sure. Or if I see the same, you know, I make sure. So, you know, we just we just kind of like take it, um, just try to do the best, you know, that we can. Mm, I see. So how did you guys navigate challenges when they arose as you like had with each other. So like if you had times in your marriage where you guys just really wasn't on the same page, how did you work through that? Was there like counseling or did you guys just kind of work it out yourselves? Um uh yeah we as you know we don't really have too too many big issues like we're you know like calm people so you know, if there is an issue, it's just always the communication part. We could always just talk it out because, you know, it's like it's like even if she get real mad at me at the end of the night, I'm I'm going to be right. I'm not. I'm still not going nowhere. You know, just because a little a little argument or a little you know disagreement is what I would call it. You know, we have a little disagreement on anything. It's always I, I'm not going nowhere. I'm. It's, we we gonna have to work it out because I'm not going nowhere and she's not going nowhere. So it's like, all right, we gotta. It'll come. It'll come back. <laughs> yeah, most of right. the disagreements is really because I'm spoiled and I think I'm supposed to get my way all the time. So that's uh -huh. most of the disagreement. But yeah, we really like you know people say, oh, it's a myth that um, like what you see is not really what you get, or a uh, 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 marriage can't be as happy as it looks. There has to be um, things behind the scene that's. I mean, it really, it really, yeah. what you see is what you get. And alhamdulillah, I feel as though um, we were sent to each other. Like, I feel as though I was sent to him to save him from the streets. So, you know, I, I feel like Allah sent me to him to, like, listen, um, you know, this is family. You know, we're we going we gonna to think outside the box because most of the time, um, you know, when people are into the streets and stuff, they don't know. I mean, not to talk about you right here, but um, <laughs> they don't know that it's more to life than that. You know, they, they're so consumed. Yeah, everybody, people be conditioned. Yeah, they're so conditioned. Everybody conditioned, they surrounded, stay stuck in the same place. Not, not thinking outside of the box. Sometimes you got to think outside of that box and do and then when you, stuff, you know, right. So. And when you see something else, it's like, oh, there is more to life than just this, right. you know. So I would, I feel like I'm him for that, and I feel like Allah sent 
him to me to show me, like I said, happiness, like what a marriage really can be. So, you know, all of those ifs that marriage can't be happy, you can't be with your best friend, y'all can't, I mean, because most of our relationship, we play. Like, you know, we're serious when we're out, I'm a teacher, whatever. But when we are together, we're the silliest, like we tell it the corniest jokes and find it like the funniest. And I think that that's what has kept up um, throughout the years, you know, through mm. anything. Even if I'm sitting here with an attitude for no reason because I didn't get my way, he'll bust out with a joke. And I don't have no, I can't do nothing but laugh. And that's how it ended. That's, you know, that's it. Absolutely. So Sister Farida said marriage doesn't always have to be hard and miserable. Is that sort of your mantra, making a conscious choice to just stay happy? You know what? Us, the people that you are to, I definitely agree with what she said. And the people that you are, you bring to your marriage. So some people, sadly, are miserable people, you know, and you have to, if you're that person, you have to find happiness. Because sometimes the situation that you're in is making you a miserable person. And that's what you're going to bring into the relationship. So um, marriage has never has to be miserable. Who wants to be in a miserable situation? And if you are in this situation, it might be because the situation isn't for you. Maybe you, it's time to find somebody that can make you laugh. Somebody that um, you have butterflies when, you know, you know, they're on their way home after 17 years or how 30 years or however long um, it's possible, you know, and for and mm. I think we're here to break the, the, the myth that is not possible, you know. Yeah. And you know what I love about this? I mean, I didn't really know the story, but I love because, you know, we have so many dialogues about this on Adult Muslim Woman and often people are like, you know, you know, be careful of, 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 of men with certain backgrounds or be careful of men from the streets or men that come from trauma. And I love how you guys candidly said he was navigating that sort of dynamic. Walid, if it's okay for me to say this, you're navigating that dynamic, but that didn't mean you didn't show up as a full, conscious, committed husband and father, right? That did not write I mean, your full story. I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, coming, coming, Coming from the streets and all of that type of stuff, you got to, you know, hold a certain, you know, persona or, or whatever. And and uh, that's not for everybody. You know, sometimes you can get out of that situation and settle down and be the family man you can and uh, try to because I got four sons. So I got to try to make sure they are, you know, there's a lot of stuff that go on out in the street and a lot of, you know, young black males are, are dying fast and quick. And I don't, I just don't want that situation for my kids or I don't, I don't want none of that type of misery for my family, you know, and I, I want to mm -hmm. see, I want to see happiness, you know, and I want them to grow up and, and see that is other things to do and see that you can be committed to one woman and have fun and, you know, enjoy your life and, you know. Yeah, because it's the same thing as being yeah. a product of your environment. And and it wasn't easy because you can't just wake up one day and say, you know what, leave the streets, whatever. So, you know, when we were younger, it was it was it was a battle. It was like I had to let him see the other side. Like, okay, listen, this is it. This is what it, you know. 
And 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 Humpty led, you know, he was willing and he was on the same page eventually. Okay. Um, same page. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it, it's not that just, you know, we woke up one day or I just said, you know, um, I'm bringing out the whip, you know, come come and just change yourself. No, it was he grew into the husband and father that um that he is. And you know, wow. yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. And it really wasn't, you know, the big uh, you know tough thing it was it was more of the you know hustle and grind trying to be out there to make the money and you know you know try to look good but i found different ways to hustle and grind like now i'm i'm selling candles i make the candles and we we sell we sell candles i got we got the license you know do healthcare. it's different ways to hustle than just being on the streets and have to worry about who's behind your back and when you're going to be locked up and got to worry about, you know, so. Mm, wow. It's, it's, that's a powerful, powerful story. Listen, I want to see if we could debunk a couple of myths. I want to get your opinions about a few things about marriage. Um, so basically I want to, I usually do this on a dope Muslim woman podcast. I'll make a statement. You guys can say true or false and you both can answer. You may agree or disagree. Um, and then you can just give a little context as to why you agree or disagree with the statement. Okay, you guys ready? All right. So the first one is it shouldn't be hard to feel close to your spouse. True or false? You agree or disagree, I should say. Agree. Yeah. Agree. agree. I I mean, because if you're not close to your spouse, is the relationship, you know, like how are basically you're just going through the motions to say that you are married. And um, yeah, you have to feel you have to feel like this is your best friend this is the person that you can tell everything anything um i mean speaking for us you know really speak for and this is working so you know if somebody wanted some advice you know i would i would listen you know so i think being close is that that's not a myth and there's nothing wrong with being close but you know what um another thing that i had to learn um was to be more affectionate um Mm. to my husband because i you know i never saw it i never saw anyone like holding hands or you know things like that and you know he would have to like pull me over there and i would just be like or my mom came home and and and, you know my hand i would kind of unintentionally like pull back and he's like well what's going on you know so i had to like you know learn you know how that it's okay that that's okay to you know you can say it was more like a it's more like a culture shock for her because you know we was like she said we was raised two different ways you know she was muslim at one point i wasn't you know so it's like uh I did I did stuff different and she did stuff different. So it was like it took a while to kind of then I'm like, okay, this is my this. husband. Why yeah. am I feeling yeah, guilty? Yeah, you shouldn't feel yeah, alienated by you know, showing affection <laughs> to my husband, like you know, so that was that that's something that I think I still battle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we still battle with that sometimes because it's like But it's interesting how you guys are patient with each other. You guys are trying to kind of just you know, work with each other as you guys navigate y'all individual challenges. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. that's the key. Yeah, that's that, that's what's important. You know, because if yeah. you're not doing that, you, 
But then you can, you're not going to be close to your spouse. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so good health, good healthy marriages come naturally. What do you think? Oh. Instead of like you I, having to work for it. I mean, I think there's, I think there's true. Like it could naturally be there. Yeah, it is. But it's always probably going to be a little bit of kinks that's going to have to be, you know, work worked out because it's you know his life is a relationship so right you and know. you're two, two separate people so it's you have work to do you have yeah. um sometimes you know um in a disagreement you have to be the person to say you know what i was wrong so but sometimes i had to be like you know what Kadira, you put a one being petty this time the text mm -hmm. saying i was wrong or you know he'll oh, i'll wait like okay i ain't wrong he got you know i'm gonna wait for him to uh text me and then he'll finally tell me, and I was like, "Yep," because I knew it. But you have to put that effort forward to um, to try to to make it work. To try to um, just just let your part know that that how much they're appreciated. And and you know, sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you are um, wrong. And also, uh, we are social people, and that's you know, yeah. That's oh, to not be petty. That was another thing. You have to um you have to work at not being like petty about money. Yeah, money a lot of times. A lot because I hear that a lot in people's yeah, issues. Yeah. And um it might be harder for some people to let some of that stuff go. So you might have to really work towards that, like really not saying, Okay, what can I get? Because he the man, you know, what can I get out of him? Can I get out of him? You know, to leave that, you know, because then because all right, I'll tell you a story real quick. You know, when we were, we were younger, you know, I was a teacher first. So, you know, I was making, you know, the money first. And then he told me not too long ago, he was like, you know what? I really appreciated how you held me down. You know, we went to a restaurant or something and it wasn't like, you know, so now that he's making, you know, more money than I am, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you can have whatever you want because, that's that why you was relationship. You was relationship was at my way, you know, and you never said, um, you the man, you supposed to ever. It's like, okay, we got to pay half of this, whatever. I'll pay half, you pay half. And you was okay with that. So now that he he has, you know, in a in a, a, a good situation, it's like, um, you know what? You can, you can, you can, you know, it'd be good. See, but you, know? you see, Kadir, but you know what, Kadir, a lot of women are afraid of being taken advantage of. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's sometimes the fear, but you did it and it was a reciprocal, right. appreciative experience. What would be your advice to women who have that fear of like, you know, the, the husband just taking advantage or just ending up on the couch? It, it really is possible, you know, and it happens a lot on both on both ways, you know, because, you know, women can be sometimes the one that just um, they, they take advantage of and men can take advantage of. So you really have to pick your partner wisely. It has to really be um, the perfect you. Uh, you can't you can't look over like signs and things like that, like, uh, you know, you have to you have to really pay attention to the person that you're getting with, yeah. you know, and if y'all not on the same page, then I think that it will work, you know, because okay. if y'all on two different pages that you might get taken advantage of. So you really have to pick wisely. Mm. Yeah, that's the gotcha. truth.
Subhanallah. Okay, we'll do one more before you guys get off. Um, every couple okay. should follow the rule, never go to bed angry. What do you think? Every couple should follow the rule, never go to bed angry. Uh, I'm me personally, I never even heard that rule, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, look, if, if you angry when you go to bed, you might as well you might as well wake up in the morning and, and talk about what you was angry at about last night and uh, just work that on through because it's, it's really not whatever you was angry about is not that big. The relationship y'all staying together is bigger than you know, whatever the little pettiness was about you know because it'll be over it'll be over at the end of the night when you wake up in the morning talk about it end of the night you know right. go go out go do something go have some fun blow some steam off it y'all be yeah. back together yeah because if you know you to the point like you you're not going anywhere i'm not going anywhere you know you can really just start talking about you know issues but if if you have to if you need your time and you go to sleep like eventually you will you know you will talk you will get it together so i don't think that you have to make a conscious ever i'm not going to go to sleep but eventually you you guys will talk about it yeah, just get it off your chest just get it off your chest if get you, gotta, you chest. know talk about it yep just, just get it on off that's all Say it with your chest. Yeah. so i really heard communication what i heard from you guys um is commitment and communication is really key because you guys kept saying over and over i'm not going nowhere you're not going anywhere so commitment and then that communication piece. And friendship. And friendship. And friendship. Yes. Got you. Um, a quick question from an audience member, then we got to get our next um, couple up here. But they said, do you think good energy and having that fit and compatibility makes the process of staying together less painful? Do you think good yes, energy um, and having that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, say it one more time. Good energy. Do you and think good energy and having that fit and compatibility makes the process of staying together less painful? So that's what I was I was saying. Like, um, you really have to be with the right person. You have to find the person, you know, that's really for you. Um, and and it, sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, um, I'm a petty person. Not me, but you have to say, I'm a petty person. I'm going to work on my myself so people need to work themselves before they put themselves in in a relationship so if you know that you're petty about money work on that you know because so that you can find somebody that's compatible with you uh that's not petty about money you know because that's what you're going to get back so sometimes you need to work on yourself but yes look for the person that um is the right fit yeah. for you okay yeah true Perfect. Perfect. Well, just thank you guys so much for sharing your right, wisdom yeah. and your secrets. I know everybody um, definitely appreciates you guys. They say may Allah continue to protect your union. Um, and I mean, um, to that dua. so thank you guys. Have a wonderful night. Alaikum. All right. You're welcome. You too. All right. Alhamdulillah. Ooh, I got so much from that. Mashallah. Um, we're going to be joined now with our next dope couple. I know um, our amazing producer, she has them geared up. It's uh, Sister Veronica and Brother Shahid, correct? So we can bring the... Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalam. How are you? How are you guys? Alhamdulillah. Most excellent. Alhamdulillah. You guys look wonderful. Mashallah. Thank you. It's past my bedtime, so I'm trying. I'm trying, right? <laughs> well, thank you for being here. 
I wanted to go ahead and just introduce you guys. Um, SubhanAllah, you guys been... Um, wrong thing up, sorry. All right, so um, SubhanAllah. So you guys, um, I want to introduce this couple here. They've been married for 29 years, right? They're gonna be celebrating their 30th wedding anniversary on June 2nd, 2022. They have two children together, Dr. William Marcus Lambert, who's 37, and Jada Hanifa Ahmed, who's 22, subhanAllah. Um, they um, are an amazing couple. I know Brother Shahid, he's always been an avid reader, interested in youth and family counseling. He has an undergraduate degree from Wilbur, Wilberforce University, and he became Muslim over 30 years ago after much research and learning about Imam Warfdi Muhammad. He went back to school and has a master's in social work. And presently, he is working towards his passion to counsel families and youth. All right, and Sister Veronica here, she is um, was also, she was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. She is currently a registered nurse with United Healthcare. She has a master's in nursing education. She has a passion for teaching health and diabetes education. She became Muslim in 1992. On the same day, she married her husband of 29 years. She sees her spouse as a blessing from Allah because she was a single mother with her son, Marcus, when they met. Because of this marriage union, she has grown to be a devoted Muslim, wife, and mother, and will be forever grateful. Welcome, Sister Veronica and Brother Shahid, to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here, MashaAllah. Um, SubhanAllah, anybody that's from Atlanta absolutely knows this couple around. I was saying that I know them primarily through their amazing daughter, and she's like a shining light in the community. So I say, anytime you see a a young person who is a shining light, you know they come from very good parents, mashallah. So I wanted to just start at the beginning, like what made you guys decide to get married? What made you take the leap? Yeah. Well, um, we, we uh, went to school, high school together, but I was a couple of years older than him. So wasn't quite interested in him oh. at that time. And we met again when I uh, when we worked together right. at, at a hospital. Right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I saw him, and he saw me, and okay. <laughs> so yeah. basically, it was it was a it was a natural connection. Basically, uh, my interest in her when I was in high school was I was a, a sophomore. She was a, a I would say a senior, of course. But she uh, before she became a senior, senior in high school. She had left the high school that I was presently at and graduated from. She went to another high school. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I have a, a sisters, uh, three, uh, but one deceased. But one of my sisters is in the same class that she was in. So I knew of her and I was always attracted to much older sisters and coming wow. up. I was, she was one of the persons I was attracted to. So but, you know, as I uh, graduated from high school and uh, became Muslim uh, about four or five years after graduating from high school. You know, I uh, worked in the hospital where she worked as well. Uh, of course, I saw her and, and uh, I was totally different, more mature, but more God conscious, uh, God conscious and definitely uh, a practical Muslim and believed in, you know, uh, finding someone who would be uh, compatible, someone that would understand the ideal of, of of God and understanding it in a, in a real, uh, I should say, uh, true way, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, of course we, we had, uh, connected and had that conversation, you know, cause at first she thought I was 
uh, in the nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. But you know, I had to, uh, in a sense, top liquor, uh, give her okay. a mm-hmm. dollar. And think about my mm-hmm. wife, she, she's very uh, intellectually inclined. You know, she was a, uh, an advanced uh, science class in high school. So I knew that, you know, with Islam, it's comprehensive. So with her, her intellect, I, I, I figured she would, she would understand. And I know she was well read, so I gave her a book to read, mm-hmm. and it it changed her whole perspective on Islam. And she was, uh, you know, willing and right. uh, and accepted the idea of, you know, Islam in this in this uh, true sense. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's you know? beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. You so took your shahada and you got married. Yeah, day. yeah, absolutely. I share with her day. that you know that you know this is uh, you know only way that I can really be with her is that she you know. Uh, had to understand the religion because you know what I want for myself that's what I want from from a wife I want her to be God conscious and really understand that you have to be practical in this way of life so she was in agreement with that and uh you know alhamdulillah here it is 29 years later <laughs> wow. a, little bit more, a little bit more to that but you know we don't <laughs> yeah. have time to tell yeah. right. it's, a long, it's a long narrative I want to, I wanted to get, I, I wanted to get right into some of the tough stuff because you know, obviously, yeah. you're talking about 29, 30 years ago, um, navigating as you know, black people first and foremost here in this country, right. then then coming into the folds of Islam, navigating those sort of dichotomies. Um, what did it really take to stick in there to stay together all these years? I'm gonna be transparent, honestly. Uh, and I think we should be because, uh, you know, it's, it's very naturally understood that, you know, and and, and I always look back on what uh, I saw my grandparents uh, establish, mm-hmm. you know, so I had that background and, you know, so does so did my wife, you know, with her mother and father, even though, you know, we've seen some uh, dynamics. But mm-hmm. with my situation as a young person, I believed in uh, number one, God is first. Uh, and uh, I was I was raised in the Christian church. Mm-hmm. So and I was raised uh, really primarily around my grandparents who had 56 years of marriage. And I was attracted to that at a young age. So uh, as a young person, I wanted that type of institution. I wanted an institution of a sacred marriage. So when I came into Islam, you know, that's what it you know, that's mm-hmm. what Islam is about. Mm-hmm. So and first and foremost, it's belief in God. So, you know, someone that trusts right. God, I think when you trust God, uh, you you find someone that's that's your soulmate. And so you you, you grow together to trust God and, and the love grows as well. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it becomes a peaceful uh, a reunion. So with that, it's just the, the number one thing is God. It's a law. Right. Yeah. You know, you have to put a law first, mm-hmm. not just a law first, but have an understanding what that means to be with someone as your soulmate, you know, and it's going to be challenges because, you know, it's not easy. Yep. You got to remember, I was learning all along because <laughs> yeah. after we had got married, like I think June or whatever month it was in. And uh, because we got Islamically married first and then uh, yeah. like a year later, we got legally married. But right. I know the next month it was Ramadan. And I was like, what? Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me? I don't even know. Oh, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. Really? For me, tough. anyway, because he had already been Muslim for some years. Yes, absolutely. So, so you know, it's, it's, you uh, like, I wanted to ask, I'm sorry, Sister Brown, did you feel like you had to live up to, in addition to like learning the dean for yourself, also live mm-hmm. up to some expectation from your husband? Or 
Did you have to deal with that a little no, bit? He was, he, my husband, that's one thing. He has he's he's such a gentle uh person and very uh caring. And he never forced anything. It was always, you know, uh, you know, read this because he knew I was good. I'm an avid reader also. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can better understand something if you just hand it, let me read it, you know, and I can get a good understanding of it. And he never forced me to do anything. He introduced me to a couple of sisters and I got with those sisters and they, you know, gave me scars and stuff because I had never covered. I didn't, I didn't know nothing about covering or anything. So it was, you know, it was interesting those first couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. So when you, when we talk about, okay, so it's this sort of idea that in order to get to longevity, you got to kind of go through a lot of stuff, challenges, painful experiences. There's a lot of forgiveness that you need to offer. Mm -hmm for your spouse. Do you think that's necessarily true? And is that something that black couples should kind of expect as they no, have? I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. It wasn't okay. a whole lot. I mean, we had, you know, we, yeah, we have disagreements and everybody does, right. but I think just the trials and tribulations of life, you know, getting new jobs, you know, starting a new job, going to school. I went, I was going to nursing school. That was rough. And, you know, working at the same time he's working and I actually had a miscarriage. I mean, we, you know, just those family, you know, just dynamics of that kind of stuff. And our both our families were always very um, caring and they never gave us any problems. They were, you know, along, along with us. But yeah. just dynamics of life and just knowing that he's my best friend, you know, I could count on him. He was always there. And I think the, the, the main ingredients of when you say challenges and marriages, yeah. and I think about this a lot, you know, with, you know, young couples today, you know, not yeah. really knowing someone. Mm -hmm. I knew her community. I, I I grew up in her community, actually, and, you know, we went to school together. So mm -hmm. for the familiarity of, of each other's community, right. you know, I knew, you know, in my, in Cincinnati, it's small. So it's it's like community. It's not city to city like here in Atlanta. You mm -hmm. have you have Stone Mountain, you have Clarkston, you have uh Decatur, you know, these are cities. Right. But Cincinnati, you had a community. So we as uh, a community, we we went to school, we had uh rival schools, you know. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew someone from I'm naming schools that people not might not be familiar with here in Atlanta or but in, in Cincinnati they are Woodward and Withrow and Hughes and Taft, these are the high schools that everyone knew each other. If you was in the class of 82, like myself, and she was in the class of 80, you know, we knew one another. We would go to these uh, cook cookouts, you know, we would go to these senior cookouts. And, you know, me being uh, close to my sister that she graduated with, I would go there too. So I knew all the young, the ladies, the young ladies in her class. And she was one of the persons I was attracted to. So I knew her. And that's when you have that you see some of these things in our community that we know are barriers. We, we escaped from that because both of us was interested in going to college. Mm -hmm. You know, both of us had aspirations to, to do better what we seen our parents doing right. in our community. So we knew each other and we knew what we wanted in life. Mm -hmm. It just, a lot brought us back together right. to understand yeah. that there's going to be challenges in marriage though. And you're going to have to understand that, you know, as long as you best friends, long as you put a lot first and, be and you and you constantly making salat together. Mm -hmm. And we, we say this today, you know, since she's been a Muslim, 
And since I've been a Muslim, mm -hmm. we have never really missed a lot together. Mm -hmm. Unless mm -hmm. I'm traveling or I'm, I'm somewhere uh, with my uh, my Sahabas, I say, my good brothers. And I used to travel a lot to go, you know, uh, listen to the Imam War of the Imam Ibrahim mm -hmm. Yolehi. Right. And, uh, you know, she was understanding of that because, you know, I'm going with it's a spiritual thing. It's mm -hmm. a religious uh, event, you know. So, mm, you know, we had, you know, marriages and, and, and I'm say this, that, you know, you have your challenges. Mm -hmm. We say the seven, seven years. Once you pass that seven mark. Okay, it's a big alhamdulillah. So what do you have to say to young, you know, the young couples now nowadays? Because, like I said, I'm hearing this theme between yourself and a couple prior this commitment this friendship what yeah. do you have to what advice would you give to younger couples who are really just struggling with committing i mean there's so many things going on now social media and oh, all the go. outside mm -hmm. factors that are coming into unions mm -hmm. what advice would you give to the, the next generation coming up to how to sort of navigate um stand and, and being able to stay be committed <laughs> I think communication to me. I mean, you have to, we do things together. I mean, if you see him in the community, you see me. If you see me, you see him. We're always together. We do things together. And not that you have to, yeah. but you learn each other. You know, you learn how that person acts in different situations and things. And yeah. to me, I think commitment and I mean, actually taking time to sit down and talk to each other. I and mean, we eat breakfast if we can on Saturdays and Sundays, we eat breakfast together. Through the week, we eat dinner together. And that, you know, that's the time to talk. That's the time, you you know, you communicate and say, what's well, you know, if something's been bothering you all week or, you know, if, if you can't say it, write it down, send a note. You know, sometimes, you know, you're a little afraid, like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings or something. So I'll write a note, you know, and, and leave it somewhere, you know. And wow. the point gets were the notes effective, Brother Shahi? Because I heard some men say they don't read the notes and text messages. Well, that's, that's the issue. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I, and I say that to young men. I, I'm saying this because I want them to understand mm -hmm. that, you know, I was a young person uh, when I met my wife. Uh, I was young and searched for a wife. You know, I was young. And I think you have to understand yourself, number one, first. Right. Mm. And you have to be, uh, you have to have a commitment to Allah. Yeah. In the life of the prophet, peace and blessings from the prophet. That's number one. You have to understand that because mm -hmm. if you understand that uh, uh, aspect, I mean, when you take your shahada, mm -hmm. that these are these. This is shahada tain. Is number one is Allah first, and then the prophet, peace be upon the prophet. Mm -hmm. This is important because uh, uh, that's how I understood myself. You know, yeah. studying the Quran and studying the life of the prophet. The prophet is a model for us. So I think about, you know, when Allah says in the Quran that the prophet is Uswa Hasatin. Uswa mm -hmm. is an example. And it's the best example for, for humanity, not only just for myself, but for the woman as well. Mm -hmm. But and good. So I try to be as good as much as possible. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I learned a lot from, you know, my past and seeing my grandfather and how he took care of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And when we say gentlemen, you have to be gentle. Right. And then you you see the you know understanding the biblical aspect of it, it you know in the Quran it's, it's not it's not it's it's not put that way that man that woman is created from the rib but it's allegorical basically it's it's someone who's it's it's gentle someone is uh, fragile a woman is fragile you don't want to hurt her feelings right. you don't want to disappoint her in no kind of way you care for her as much as you can and that's the way you got to be as a man to your wife right. 
you can't be harsh. You can't, you know, try to be out front because the woman represents the leadership. And I reverence that. And we say, a lot of says reverence the wounds that bore you. I truly reverence not only her, but my mother as well. So uh, uh, a good husband is, an, is a, a reflection of a good mother. Mm. And respect, again, respecting your mother, you know, and if you respect yeah. your mother and you see that relationship, a woman see that relationship with her, that her husband has with his mother and he's gentle and he's caring. He's right. not, he's not putting her down. He's not saying anything, no, no bad remarks about her, you know, and she never seen that. She knew I was caring because I took my mother and took her mother to conventions that we went Ooh, to all the time. We exposed them to the religion. We wanted them to know exactly what this is it's sacred it's a sacred institution so a man have to realize that this what he's these the this the feelings he had to have for his mate because i mean that's the only way you can really have a peaceful marriage and it grows right. and longevity wow, wow. subhanallah mm. i appreciate that brother shaheed that advice for the brothers sister veronica do you share some advice for the women of how we should be dealing with our husbands and pretty much the same, you know, know yourself, you know, love a lot, put a lot first. Yeah. And that, because I mean, that, that, like, you know, being married and um, accepting Islam at the same time, you know, I had to learn how to, uh, you know, learn about the prophet, peace be upon him, and learn different things about Islam at the same time of, and being married. And I knew I wanted to be married. I always wanted to be married and, and have a, um, you know, a family because my mom and my dad were married for 23 years, but it didn't quite work out in the end. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's OK, because by then I was like a senior in high school and, you know, okay. I saw some things and I always told myself I didn't want to have that type of marriage. I mm -hmm. always wanted to be friends with my husband. I didn't want mm -hmm. to be arguing and things like that. And I don't think our children ever saw us. No, we, we disagree. Mm -hmm. All those years, no argument. Never, never. Never, never, wow. never, never right. seen it. I mean, and that's important too because you want to, uh, you want to protect your children, right? You want to protect them, and you want them to be have a healthy mind, a healthy right. spirit, so they can mm -hmm. find, you know, understand that this is this is true love. Mm -hmm. it, it's not no, uh, you know, it's not abusive. No, not even verbally or or physically. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm a very uh, person that when it when it when we disagree or we might feel like we hurt each other's mm -hmm. feelings i i shut down and that was the struggles in, in the beginning you know i would not say anything right because if you if you don't and it's, it's i think a brother sh shared this with us and it's so true so profound uh brother i think his name mark shahi went yep. to a, a, mm -hmm. a, a conference and he right. said think before you say anything is it is it the, the acronym thing he said is it true mm -hmm. is it helpful is it inspirational mm -hmm. is it necessary and is it kind mm. if, if it don't meet all those don't meet don't all the criteria don't say anything <laughs> keep it to yourself yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and and that's that goes that goes discipline in the tongue yeah and mm -hmm. that goes with you know the religion itself with the quran yep. and the life of the prophet so and that's what i came to the marriage with you know i said this this is the foundation there's nothing else. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you want to add something, Sister Veronica? I was getting ready to say, and as far as, um, you know, advice to women, mm -hmm. uh, brothers don't communicate very well. So you have to give them their space, 
Okay. Let them work through their little whatever and then come back again. <laughs> work through their little whatever? <laughs> yes. Work through whatever, then come back again, you know, and then maybe in a different way. Like I said, write a letter, send a note, send a card, whatever it takes. You know, be committed. Be committed if you feel like that's the one. Now, if you're in a, mm. a relationship, that's a different story. And one thing I used to do a lot uh, when uh, when I uh, when I really started, uh, you know, we got married. Mm-hmm. I would I would you know at the work or something. I would go to the store and get. Uh, I love these these uh, porns. Mm-hmm. That represents marriage. You know, she probably got a stack. I of got them. a whole <laughs> box of them. So, <laughs> so you know, you have to. You, what I'm saying, you have to kindle. Yes. The yeah. in the sense of the the fire and right. keep it going. It's true. You have to keep that going, and you have to sometimes bring flowers. I mean, you have to be, you know, sentimental right. in a sense, and uh, because that keeps love uh, in its place, in a very peaceful and healthy place. Right. You mm. know. Uh, and I just, I'm just, I just a natural person of poems. I like poems, you know. I like, mm-hmm. I like things that that fits the, the the spirit that we have together. So I would, I, I would always look at something that I would read it and I say, this, this just right for us. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, right for mm-hmm. my wife, you know. That's that's so, such that's such beautiful um, advice. Yeah. Those little things, like you said, keep the heart soft. Mm-hmm. I know I read something where it said Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam encouraged like just gift giving, just the act. It yeah, keeps absolutely. the hearts because it softens the hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's absolutely um, um, beautiful. So I wanted to do like we're coming to that part where I wanted to ask you guys a couple of myth busters. Some mm-hmm. of maybe similar to our couple before, but I would love to get your insight. So I will make a statement and you just state whether you agree or disagree. And mm-hmm. you can kind of give some context as to why. Does that work? Yes. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay, so because of the high divorce rate, which weeds out the unhappy marriages, people who stay married have happier marriages than people did in the past when everyone just stuck it out, no matter how bad the marriage was. So in the sense of like in today's time, what this is basically saying, in today's time, is it true that marriages are healthier because now people don't stay in unhealthy marriages, whereas the thought is in the older, in the you know, older days, people just stuck it out, even if it was abusive, unhealthy and all of that. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? So the statement is actually one one more Yeah, if you agree that marriages today are healthier. Oh, okay. Because when they, when people, when people know that they are no good or in abusive relationships, they're more inclined to get out of rather than the old days where people just stuck it out and stayed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and you you do have a, a and mm-hmm. we have to be honest. You know, mm-hmm. we have a, a higher divorce rate, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. because you you didn't take the time to understand that individual. Mm-hmm. And once you start living with that person, you have all these different uh, deficiencies, I should say. Right. These these signs that you not you didn't pay attention to, mm-hmm. and uh, and I believe me in our community, there's a lot. It's taboo. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a social worker professionally. I'm doing therapy now, you know, Mm -hmm. so and that's my expertise. And I see that men do not want to talk about their problems. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that, you know, them problems, you bring it to a a relationship, Mm -hmm. you bring it to a marriage. And the women sometimes say, look, you know, I can't take this. Right. I can see that. Mm -hmm. I can't take this. Mm -hmm. So it's best when we talk about healthy marriages. You have to be honest with yourself as an individual. You have to say, I have some deficiencies. I have some issues. I need some counseling. I need some therapy. 
You know, even with, if it's the woman, it can be the opposite. Right, that's true. But I see a lot of dynamics. I see a lot of you know uh, uh, trauma mm -hmm. in in the in the African American men. Yeah. You know, right. fatherless. And like you said, uh, counseling is taboo. Counseling is taboo. Everybody, I know because I'm doing it now. I'm a, I'm in a program yeah. where I am mm -hmm. I am giving giving therapy to to African American men, and 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 that's what one brother said. He said, "Look, but they they." refer themselves no one refers them so he said to, he's saying like look mm -hmm. it's it's taboo i was told not to seek counseling right man can we can stick it out we can do it mm -hmm. but you can't you know yeah. and a good example bleed, bleed out bleed out in your relationships yeah. and it doesn't and work it doesn't work and a good example is that is you know people they say it all the time brother said all the time man tie your camel right but understand that the the understanding behind that, mm -hmm. the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, he seen a Abandonian individual, and he said, "Your camel is not tied." He said, "Tie your camel." He said, "I trust Allah." Mm -hmm. He said, "No, tie your camel and trust Allah." Mm -hmm. And the lesson behind that is that when you having problems, seek resources. Right. The resources Allah has asked us to seek resources mm -hmm. and to solve our problems. Don't just Trust it. Trust the lie. Campbell. <laughs> you guys see and hear me? Because it looked like I went off the screen. Can you yeah, guys no, see and hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So okay, that's important. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, beautiful yeah. advice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean that that advice right there. Um, I'm. This leads me to the to the next statement. A good marriage mm -hmm. involves two people who are completely whole in the absence of their partner. As in not codependent, they're whole with just themselves yeah. in the absence of a partner. Two whole people come together makes a, yeah. a good marriage. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would say so too. Mm -hmm. Be natural mm -hmm. and be yourself. Right. Because you, 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 what you see is what you get. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Please, please. That's right. Please be, mm -hmm. be, be natural. And I think if we learn how to be natural and not be, you know, uh, other than who Allah created us to be, mm -hmm. I think that we can we can we can have a, a strong marriage, more together. successful marriage, more successful. Right. I mean, yeah. and like you say, when you come into a marriage and you know you have issues, then you should. That's why you have marriage counseling. Right. Yeah. Marriage so counseling. you in those counselings, that's when you should say, well, you know, my parents fall all the time. My my dad was an alcoholic. Yeah, you got to. You know, I think that it. might have affected me. You know, and then go from there. So it is. So what I'm hearing you say is is that um, if you know, if some of us who may not have the you know, like you said, two people that come from a background where they both came from two parent homes and all of that, the mm -hmm. way to sort of navigate that is to admit where you are, right. get help, and work it. Okay, absolutely. 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 I think Don't just let it implode. Right. I think when, when people learn how to, to do that, I think we have successful marriages. Mm -hmm. And not and not, you know, um pick and choose. Because nobody's perfect. I mean, everybody don't come, but you know, it's it's, yeah. it's not gonna work like that. You gotta admit that you know you have a problem and then work on it. And then, I mean, that takes time. Everything's yeah, not gonna time. happen overnight. And the woman or, or the vice versa, the man has to be willing to. Or the woman has to be willing to, you know, be able to support that person. 
And they got to support each other. I mean, that's mm -hmm. important to support one another. Yes, to support each other through it. SubhanAllah. Well, Jazakallah Kaiting, you guys. I learned so much just sitting at your feet and listening to all the information. Um, Jazakallah Kaiting. May Allah bless you both. And may Allah bless your children and your families with the best. Thank you so much for being on the show. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Have a good mm -hmm. night, you guys. Yeah, likewise. Woo! That was so good, mashallah. Um, I'm I'm so excited. We're gonna get right into it because it's getting late, but we got our next couple coming up. Um, da da da. Yes. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. I think you're on mute, Aisha. Or did I put you on mute? Nope. You just gotta click the microphone button. There, go. there it is. Assalamualaikum. How are you guys? Hey. Well, welcome, welcome to the show. I'm with, I'm just so happy to introduce you guys. Mashallah. This couple, you guys, have been married for over 30 years. They met through mutual friends. Um, the my dear brother was looking for a wife. He was even considering going to Morocco. Um, the sister wasn't looking, but <laughs> I don't know if I was going to But uh, she was she was open. <laughs> so the sister here that I'm about to introduce, she um asked him to submit a resume to show that he would have really had a job that he wasn't in heavy debt. That um, because she wanted to remarry and stay married, um, she asked for a dowry, but he countered with a question: Do I have a degree or graduated from any college? The answer was no. He asked if he would would he consider if he, sorry, he asked her if she would consider him putting her through school instead of the dowry, and she said yes. I thought that was a beautiful, dope story. So he really invested in her education. Um, my dear brother, his name is Ahmed. He graduated from Middle T um, Tennessee University. He was on a football scholarship. He later furthered his education from Georgia State University. He even played for the Dallas Cowboys for a year. What? We got any Cowboys fans in here? Uh, <laughs> <we've>, <laughs> um, they moved together to his birthplace in Forsyth, Georgia, so shortly after they were married. SubhanAllah. And my dear sister, Aisha, she moved to Atlanta, um, to Georgia from Rockford, Illinois in 1987. Um, she didn't have a job or anything when she got here, but it all worked out. She became Muslim in 1988 and she never looked back. She got into sewing um, be, to, you know, make her Muslim attire. And she um, really focuses a lot on um, Islamic attire. She created a clothing line named Aisha Wear of Atlanta. And she focuses a lot also on American Muslim men attire because they really didn't have a defined look. And she also attended G Georgia State University. Spama, that was a lot. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, it came off. Okay. Oh, yo, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for being here. I cannot wait to have this conversation with you guys. First of all, I need to go back. Um, can you ask him to submit a resume, Aisha? Yeah, because... You no, know, it was you know it was a lot of stuff happening. You know, men can be our people can be sketchy, and they say one thing, and then you get married and be a whole nother scenario. So uh, I knew when I met him, I did not want to be married ever again. I just wanted to be married and move on. 
So uh, certain questions that I asked and, and I need to have proof of and a job is one of them. So I went to his job and everything. And, you know, and then the, the money, money is a big breaker in a lot of relationships. And I'm not really a, a spender like that and I expect you to be making a whole lot of money, but I don't want you in heavy debt either. So we could start off with big problems. So yeah, you had to prove that she wasn't in heavy debt either. And he wasn't. <laughs> so brother, brother Ahmed, how did you feel about her asking for a resume? Were you comfortable with that? Or did you feel like this, this woman is crazy? Like, what did you, what did you really think? <laughs> actually, um, actually, I forgot about it. You don't remember now. I don't remember, but I can think now if she did ask me for that, I will say that she is concerned about her future and wants to make sure that she's marrying somebody who she's going to be with for a while. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had to prove, submit aid tests and everything. Because in that, at that particular time, I actually knew of a young lady who got married and her husband had AIDS and she died like a year later from AIDS. So, yeah, yeah, in LA when they read your home. So, yeah, it was important that certain questions get asked and answered and stuff. And I'm a, I'm a question asker. Okay. Um, so there's a little bit of feedback when I'm talking, when you guys are on. So if it's okay, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to mute you guys when I talk and then we just have to do it that way. Okay. So let's get right into it. So um, I, I hear that there was a resume involved. You guys are really looking out for your future, but I'm going to ask you, Brother Ahmed, if it's okay, what made you really want to marry Sister Aisha? Um, I... Well, going back and looking at my past as a typical American athlete, doing the thing that American athletes you do, involved in that the worldly life that America offers, then becoming a Muslim and looking back at all the haram, now it's haram what I've been doing. So as the fear of Allah, uh, gradually grew into my heart. I realized that, you know, I need to start doing things right now. So I started realizing that I need a wife and my past relationship with women, well, you know, well, it had to be something of the past. I can't, I can't function that way no more. I need a halal person to start developing a halal lifestyle. So finding a wife was a big part of, you know, establishing that halal lifestyle for me. So when I was introduced to her by, I guess, a real good friend, fishing buddy type person to me, it was like the show that's on TV, Love at First Sight. What? With me? Yeah. <laughs> no, he ain't told <laughs> so, me that. Uh, when, I, when I saw her, it, it was like, uh, you know, I hope this works. I'm going to try to make this work. And Alhamdulillah, it's been working ever since. So, yeah. It almost didn't, though. Uh, everybody don't have issues from time to time. I have a question for you, Aisha. If you could mute me. I mean, if you could mute yourself so I can ask because it's an echo. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Okay, so since Aisha, you you know, he Brother Ahmed candidly, which I appreciate your honesty, he mentioned that like life before Islam was like, you know, I take it as little playboy. Um, dollars, cowboys, all of that. Um, how did you navigate? getting you know sort of his past did that ever become an issue for you were you challenged with that did you have issues with trust 
when you got into the marriage or did you just say, okay, that was a thing in the past? Well, I ask questions like um, there's certain questions that I ask and I even encourage women to ask like, um, you know, a lot of our uh, Muslim American Muslim guys are coming out of non-Islamic relationships. This is just reality and our, even a marriage. So my thing is, uh, if you were in a long-term relationship, um, I'm gonna need that number. I'm gonna need to talk to her. And so he was in a relationship before uh, me, before, it was long, it was like seven years. So I said, you know, I'm gonna need to talk to her. So I called her and I asked certain questions. Yeah, she was panting too. <gasps> what, what? <laughs> I thought it was funny. But uh, so one of the questions I asked her is, how does he argue? You know, because, uh, you know, uh, I can't have a person that don't that argues, get angry and stay angry for a long time or, or hours on end or they cuss at you when they get mad or nothing. like. So I asked her, how does he argue? And she said, well, he doesn't really argue. He's very laid back. That was true. And I said, well, um, and then I had to ask her, um, uh, how is he with his mother? How, what does the relationship do you see between him and his mom? And he was like, he really loves his mom. That's really important. Because, you know, I find that if a man doesn't like his mama, he, he probably don't like women. He just prefer, prefer women over men. So I don't want that kind of person either. So I asked some kind, of, kind of questions. You know, I asked the questions of, you know, him personally, you know, how many children do we have if you have any, you know, before Islam? And you can say two, three, you can even say four. The issue comes in when they're the same ages, okay, by two different women. That lets me know that you get bored easily and I don't need to be married to you. So I asked him kind of questions, he answers them. And I just feel like he was a real honest person. Very, um, wasn't, I wasn't used to that laid backness that, I don't wanna say slowness, it's just take time kind of a thing. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes it's still good on my nerves. I'm like, I'm gonna need you to rush it. I'm gonna need you to speed up a little bit, brother. But um, yeah, it was a big, it was a good compliment for me because I can get a little hype sometimes. I ain't even playing. <laughs> That's why I saved you guys for that. So, Father, I appreciate um, that honesty. So, how do you guys navigate the dichotomy in y'all y'all personalities? Where Sister Aisha, you're more, you know, boy, you got that northern sort of like, you know, it is what it is. And then, brother Ahmed, you seem pretty laid back, chill, and like kind of almost like whatever. I mean, how do you how do you guys navigate, or is the is the personality at times challenging you for you, brother Ahmed, and is it challenging for you, sister Aisha? Yeah, a lot of people think because of my personality that I'm, I dominate this relationship. I don't. He's passive aggressive. He's real quiet with his stuff, but he gets his thoughts across and what he wants across. He just comes across just a little bit more quieter than me. Hello? Well, I would say I'm a live and let live kind of person. And especially after becoming a Muslim, long what you're doing is halal, and I'm good with it. So the, the Islamic uh, I guess perspective is really helping our relationships uh, uh, stay together. Cause she, I sometimes look at her and I think she's probably a better Muslim than me. Ooh. But um, 
I'm striving to be a good Muslim. Yes, so he's, he's we complement each other in that way. So it's not, you know, it's like the glue that's holding everything together for us. Yeah, and he's very supportive. I mean, I have my adventures and he supports them. And sometimes I get uh, a little wild and I give an example. Like one time I was on 75 going north and a car passed us. Uh, it was a newlywed. It wasn't a convertible. It was a black couple. And you can tell they had just walked out of the church into the car, the convertible. And she had a veil and it was flying in the wind. And she just looked like something off a of TV. And I couldn't help it. I was all out the window. Hey, you're beautiful. And he didn't say nothing. He just let me be me. Because had he said something, I'd have probably started yelling. What do you mean? She's beautiful. So it was nice. You know what? And also, before I forget, the first couple that you had on and they were saying, uh, the last thing they said was, um, uh, the saying, you should never go to bed angry. This is my thing to that. You're gonna go to bed angry. This is just reality. It's gonna happen. But my advice is never go to bed stinking because you don't never wanna roll over and him say, I don't wanna touch your stinking buddy anyway. Go to bed smelling good. Um, that's powerful advice. Can I just say that? That is absolutely, that's probably the star advice of the night. Jazakallah for that. I wanted to ask, uh, what are some of the key ingredients um, of a healthy marriage? And is it, does a long-term marriage go through unhealthy stages? Is that something that, and you know how it's this idea of like, un, you know, say no to unhealthy marriages, but are there stages where the relationship can be unhealthy and healthy? Is that a part of a long-term marriage? Or can you kind of help us understand this idea of like what it takes for it to be healthy versus unhealthy? Um, yeah. I think, well, for, I've only been in one marriage, but I, I I don't see any time where I consider our relationship has ever been unhealthy. Um, I have benefited from it for the whole for the whole you know duration. So being married, being single is unhealthy. <laughs> being married is healthy. Long as you, if you got a good compatible partner and you are happy about coming home every day. Everything to me in that case is, is, is healthy. It's you know productive and beneficial. Yeah. So. One of my relatives asked Emmanuel one time, he was here visiting us and he was getting ready to get married. And uh he asked Emmanuel, at that time we had only been married like 15 years, I believe. And so he asked Emmanuel said, or Ahmed, how do you stay married for those many years to one person? Because he was really worried about getting married and not being able to sustain that marriage. And so I was on edge of my seat waiting for this answer and waiting to see how he would answer that question. I was like, what? I stopped. Okay, well, how do you stay married? So my laid back husband simply said, very nonchalantly, well, you get up, you go to work, and when you get off work, you come home. That's how you stay married. I said, like, oh, that was profound. Then he told me later he got that from Bill Cosby. <laughs> but it was still good though. <laughs> I, I absolutely I'm gonna I'm gonna meet you, sis. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean I'm sorry. 
Get yourself, sis. Okay. I absolutely love that. I absolutely listen. How simplistic is this advice? How reasonable is this advice? And we don't really have to do so much. That's what it sounds like. Go to work, love on your spouse. And, and, it, and it really is that simple. SubhanAllah. Um, what advice would you give to us, the younger generation? Many of us are kind of running away at the first um, sign of trouble. How do we stay put? How do we stay in it for the long haul? What advice would you give? Yeah, I, I say that you should um, have different interests outside of your marriage, right? And stuff. That That's my thing. Uh, I'm not the kind of person that have to be with my husband in everything that I do. And I don't want him there for everything that I do, really. And uh, to me, it's having your own interests outside of what y'all do together. I don't know. What is it? I would say to the young, especially young Muslims, learn your deen. Allah has explained everything to us. <laughs> The head is cut off. So, and he's explaining that, you know, Come this way. being married is half of your dean. So, if you become sincere about serving Allah, then staying married is easy. Is easy. He's explaining that, you know, the marriage is okay, it's in danger when you get to the point of where you're becoming physical, when you want to hit somebody. But as long as you don't get to that point, you stay married. It's not that difficult. You 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 with somebody that you like, or you wouldn't be with them in the first place. So be compatible with each other as much as you can, and understanding of each other, and understand that you are not perfect. So don't expect your spouse to be perfect, and be be you know be patient with each other. A lot of explain how much patience is important to us, and I think that also like when your spouse asks you to stop doing something that will harm your relationship, stop doing it. And I'll give you an example. Like when we first got married, um, I used to tease Emmanuel about how he talked. And um, one day he said, you know, I really wish you would stop doing that. He really he said it real quiet and it wasn't really forceful. And that was the last day I did it. I never did it again. You know, something like something that's simple, you know, if there's something that's really bothering that person, just don't do it. You know, and then I always tell people um, or I always remind myself also, somebody got to be the hero in the relationship. Why not you? You know, that and it goes back to, you know, sometimes just submit. You know, somebody got to be the hero. You know, ain't always got to be right. Although I think most of the time I'm right. I'm just going to put that out there. SubhanAllah. Woo, beautiful advice. Jazakallah Kainan. So same thing, you guys. I'm going to give you a couple of myths to debunk. I want to get your opinions about these um, sort of ideas that are out there about marriage or stay in marriage, staying in marriage for the long haul. So basically, you just say whether you agree or disagree. You just say why. All right. So the first one is, is um, okay. Um, so do you think it is a long-term marriage should include um, limiting, um, excuse me, a long-term mar marriage does not involve a lot of conflicts or should not be high conflict. Um, mm, well, I think any marriage, you know, 
you wouldn't want high conflict, whether it's short or long, but <laughs> it helps not to have a lot of conflict in any, in, in, in a long-term marriage. But uh, yeah, it shouldn't involve a lot, a lot of conflict. But if it does, like I say, realizing that you are not perfect will help you understand that your partner is not perfect. So understanding that will help quell a lot of the conflict, I would think. I mean, once you realize that, you know, you might be the problem. So stop and work on yourself, whatever that issue might be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Be kind of, it's kind of rough. Who wants to live with uh, walking on eggshells all the time, you know, like every day? And then door shuts outside when the car door shuts, your stomach automatically goes in nuts because you know you get ready to get into a conflict on a daily basis. You know, you shouldn't want to live that way. And but even though some people are so used to doing that that they they cause the conflict. You know, but I'm not a counselor, so I don't want to live that way. <laughs> mm. Um, communication is the key to a successful and long marriage, but as black people with our specific experiences, sometimes we have to go the extra mile to get training, help and support to help us with communication. Agree or disagree? Yeah, communication is important. And I think that uh, you just have to learn your spouse's communication because like the guy was saying before the gentleman was saying before you know men are not really talkers okay they're not talkers verbally but they are physically they are action wise and when you learn that language be it their mad language their love language their hungry language their um intimate language they don't have to say much you you know you know i know one one time uh when I first met Emmanuel, when we first got married, he was working for John Harlan and he got downsized. And I was at Georgia State University, so I wasn't working at all. I wasn't bringing in any income. And I came home in the middle of the day and he was home, which was unusual. And he was, we was down the street from the masjid, Mushtahideen, right? Yeah. yeah. And he was sweeping the porch, which is unusual there because he does not do housework. But okay, uh, that's another argument. And um, he was sweeping the porch and I was like, uh, I walked down there, I saw him, I passed him on the way home and I walked back to the master and I said, uh, brother, you all right? And he just nodded, he didn't really say much, but I knew something was wrong because he was just messed up, his shoulders was dropped and he was sweeping the floor, the porch outside. And then later on that day, I learned that he had got downsized from his job and he was actually out of work for three months and stuff but he didn't have to say a word is my point i knew from the way he answered me and from the way he was carrying his body something was wrong so i'm saying that you know that book remember that book a long long time ago men are from mars and women are from venus or venus or whatever that is true that is so true and we as women can't have to stop expecting men to be women Personally, I couldn't be married to myself. Oh my God, I would get on my own nerves and stuff. But so he needed to be, I needed that contrast. I can't, I can't be married to somebody just like me. 
and stuff. So we can't expect for them to communicate just like us. So I'm saying lay back, learn their language, and that will dispel a lot of conflict when you learn their language. But yeah, I would say yes. Uh, of course, com communication is key to uh, sustaining a marriage because better than we. But um, learning something from the grapevine, as I say, that your wife or your your your, your spouse should have told you, that causes a lot of problems. Cause that now that causes a trust problem. It, it it could appear that that person has been hiding something from you. So yeah, communication is is, is very key to maintain a, a healthy marriage. Mm. Yeah, um, I definitely appreciate that. I have one final question for you guys before we get off. Um, I know you guys didn't have, but far as I mean, you mentioned something that was important far as that, you know, sort of communication piece, but also kind of transparency and honesty. Do you feel like having complete transparency and honesty within a marriage is absolutely necessary to sustain? Oh. <laughs> Well, she asked a question. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're trying to plug up something. What's wrong with that plug right there? It don't have a brief on. Oh, okay. So the question. What was the question? He's he's plugging up the computer because we're getting ready to go dead. What was the question? It was about. Do you feel like transparency and honesty is uh, complete transparency and honesty in a marriage is necessary to maintain a, a degree? Healthy to what degree? Oh, because um, your husband was mentioning that, you know, when you have communication and you hold things back, sometimes it can lead down to a breakdown in trust and where somebody feels like they're being, you know, not being completely honest. So do you feel like transparency and honesty, like, I mean, really just bearing it all, not holding anything back is necessary in a healthy marriage? Mm, I don't know. I mean, when I ask my husband, how do you think I look, honey? <laughs> I want him to say, you look great. You look marvelous. But yeah, of course, honesty is the key. And I'm a pretty honest person, and he is too. And uh, I trust him. I trust him with my, my secrets. I trust him with my past stories. And uh, and I think he trusts me too with, um, you know, secrets and stuff. You want to come up here, man? Come on, she's about finished anyway. He said, she said, do you think transparency is... Uh, you need to come on over, brother. Come on. Uh, Transparency is uh, important in a healthy relationship or a long-standing relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 important too. It, like I said, it, it, it runs along the you know the line of trust. Um, I like to think that you know my wife is honest and wouldn't hide anything to me that was you know temperamental. You're pregnant to our relationship, and yeah. Because sometimes I need to buy stuff, and I don't need to tell them. Mm -hmm. Somebody just said uh, it could be used against you. Yeah, I mean that's the person you can't trust, though. I mean, but I think I can trust my husband with my information that I give him. You know, it's like he's like my brothers. I have four brothers, and uh, although my youngest brother is from Mars, also, but I feel like they're. They're my protectors that I can tell them anything and they won't come back and use that against me. So and same way I feel about him. I feel like he's my brother. 
he's he's not going to use information against me. And besides that, you're not. I'm not the kind of person that you can do that to. Mm -mm. Let's set the record straight. Subhanallah. Um, well, I wanted to just go ahead and just thank, thank, thank you guys. You guys were super honest. I was looking at the comments. They absolutely love you guys uh, because of the transparency and honesty. And that's honestly what we need as um, we sort of try to create blueprints to getting this marriage thing right, inshallah, in the Black Muslim community. But I wanted to just, again, thank you guys for coming on the show, showing up honest, raw, and authentic. May Allah bless you both. Mashallah. Thank you, thank you for inviting us. Like, uh, you know, and really, just do you. Be you. That's the most. This is my advice. This is my last advice. Because the saying is, um, what is it? Uh, the first, when you first meet somebody, you, bet, you put your best foot forward. What is that? Um, you should show your, whatever that is. I forgot what that is. And I don't agree with that. When you first meet somebody, you should be as you as possible. So when they see you in another setting, you're still you. And when they see you in another setting, you're still you. You don't switch up in different settings. Of course, you have to be um, business and business wise and that sort of thing. But you're known for being this person. And you don't switch up just because, you know. So when you meet <clears> that person, that should be who you are. And that's so attractive, especially for women, when you're comfortable in your own skin. You know, that's, that's like the best thing you can offer in a relationship. Just do you. Be comfortable with who you are. Well, Jazakallah, once again, thank you so much. Beautiful, beautiful advice. I wanted to thank all of the lovely couples. Again, shout out to Walid and Kadir and brother Shahid and sister Veronica. Thank you so much to um, brother, um, sister Aisha and brother Ahmed. Thank you for blessing us with the launch of the Dope Black Muslim um, podcast series, mini series that we have. Um, we'll have a couple more episodes here. I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. This one was called The Long Haul. We are coming back next week with a, another set of couples to discuss um, business and love and um, intercultural love and all kinds of juicy stuff. So I wanted to thank you guys so much for rocking with the Dope Muslim Woman podcast. Jazakallah Kaiden. Continue to share the podcast. Continue to support the platform by purchasing a mug. Um, off of our website, purchasing a t-shirt. It's hoodie season. Go ahead and support the platform. May Allah bless you all. I love you guys radically. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.